What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Clutch Picks Podcast, Week Four. Uh, the crew's back. Obviously, Charles Giacometti, Jason Anderson, Nico DeLuca, myself, Corey McAndrew. Uh, we brought a plus one with us for a little bit today. Uh, his name's David Simpson, four-year starter at Susquehanna University, linebacker. Him and Cole Dixon, two best linebackers I've ever seen. No question in my mind. Um, another thing you should know about Dave is that he is a lifelong Philadelphia Eagles fan, diehard fan. I think you could see where I'm going with this. Um, Dave, are the Eagles going to attempt to win a game this year, or uh, how do you think they played Monday night? What do you think? Gentlemen, how's it going? It's, it's been a while Dave? since I've what seen up, all Dave? you guys. I hope you guys are all doing very well. The most buyingable group in the Bach Mountain of all time. Second, we're going to talk about the Eagles. I get on the goddamn stinking phone with Jackson, a.k.a. Jason Anderson, every day, and we talk about this stuff. But there's, here's the underlying reason why the Philadelphia Eagles are bad, okay? Number one, Jalen Hurts, okay? He's getting a lot of heat right now. Is he playing well? No. I mean, it's severely thrown under ball to Rager, whatever. Now I'm, ta- I'm pity-patting. The bottom line is this new coaching staff is failing. It's a failure. Um, the game plan was just borderline disgraceful at best. And to be honest with you, man, your best player is Miles Sanders. I know nobody wants to believe it. Nobody wants to believe it. But holy shit, you give him the ball twice, 13 yards a clip, and you stop in a two-score game with plenty of time to go. Unbelievable. Those poor guys on defense are playing their asses off. And it's just a tough one right now, man. It's tough to be an Eagles fan. Dave, Nobody knows where this direction's going. Dave, let me ask you a question here because – you know, I'm in Philly now, and I'm listening to WIP and all these guys talking about Philadelphia Eagle football, and it seems like the number one talking point is Sirianni's running this thing like a high school program. Seriously. Oh, it looks, it looks a lot like it. Listen, guys, let's, let's, let's be honest with each other. Let's take off the fucking beat Dallas shirts, okay? Let's stop being cute with the RPO. You draft this wide receiver, number 10, and he's running slants and quick outs in an RPO every play it's ridiculous they're not trusting him down the field or they're just trying to telegraph passes it's bad there's no flow the flow should be added through miles sanders dave there's no question you think it could be fixed do you think sirianni this is sirianni's growing pains going into his first head coaching job or do you think this wasn't just an awful organizational setup you know all the way down the board do you think sirianni was the wrong guy and do you, or do you see hope and Sirianni figures it out? Where do you see the Philly? Where do you see the Philadelphia Eagles down the road? Do you see them, you know, winning that division? Um, last night's showing wasn't too convincing that they have any shot of winning that division. I want to know. I want to. I mean, Jock, Jock, Jock. To, to to say that we'd play second is a little generous right now because I do feel like Washington's going to figure it out on defense. You know, um, but here's the deal: Eagles don't have a very easy schedule this year. Um, and, the, and nobody's been able to figure out where this organization has been going for years now. The fact that Doug Peterson took the fall over Howie is weird and suspicious, mind blowing. Sirianni's a puppet. It's a bold statement, but I'm sorry. He's doing whatever Howie says. It, it just, it, I can't even explain. Like, it's so easy. I feel like elementary football is what you need to know to understand how terrible the Eagles were. 
Dave, it all started with that interview when they first hired him. I mean, everyone in the media was saying there's something wrong with this guy. And we, we're in the second quarter, and uh, Philadelphia has two attempted runs. And right. like you said, their best player is fucking Miles Sanders. Jalen Hurts is not a drop back first, throw it all over to the yard type of guy. I mean, and let's be honest, when you're when you're banged up on the old line, you had three guys down yesterday. Lane Johnson's showing age. Landon Dickerson's playing guard. He's out of position. How about we run the ball to get those run guys the football. fucking momentum, get them coming off the ball. They're pass blocking and getting teed off for four quarters. It's just no question. Great. No question. Jason, you hit it on the head right there. You know why? Because the D-line was pinning their ears back all day knowing that Jalen Hurts was going to end up with the ball in his hand after the ball – Every time at the end, at the end of the day, he was running it or throwing it terrible, disgraceful. You know how to stop a vicious pass rush. It's not to buy keep pass blocking, get set the line of scrimmage. Let's get some yards. Just give it to Sanders. Listen, they tried the screens. They tried the screens. You can't screen him to death. You're still, you're still throwing passes. You can't screen him to death. You're running eight or nine screens. Uh, in a in a second half, it's it's ridiculous. I want to you don't run quickly. that many screen you don't run that many screen plays in, in an entire game. It's Dave, pathetic. Let me, let me jump in here for for Go Nico ahead. and myself. Let me jump in here for Nico and myself. Um, just so we don't get too far tra- too far off track here, uh, we were both very happy with the way the Eagles performed. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys the Cowboys closed out a seven leg money line parlay for me. Um. Plus one thousand two hundred seventy six odds, so um, capped off phenomenal week for myself. Um, I know that was Nico's lock of the week was Cowboys minus four. One of the lock of the so, weeks, actually, yes. That, that, that's in the. A, in, that's in and you know what? You know what? I don't mean to interrupt you guys, but that's the easiest goddamn lock of the week they'll ever be on this show. Was that? One. <laughs> I think it, that was, was. I think that was the most was. disrespectful Dallas? spread. Oh, totally, totally disrespectful. I, three points. Oh my God! You had to know that that Dallas defense is so talented, and Dak's at the top of his game. It's, and I hate to say this. I mean, holy shit, are they talented? Holy shit, are they talented? And they have a bunch of guys that still are coming back from injury. Look yeah, out! They looked for Dallas. They looked real good for sure. They look look out! Good. You know it's real when a, a diehard Eagles fan is saying "Look out for Dallas." That's not a very good moment for an Eagles fan. It's a terrible moment. Turn the it's a page. terrible moment. Micah Parsons yeah. is going to kill this NFL for years to come. <laughs> and now and if you don't the like watching and playing him, the Chiefs, if you don't like watching was... this guy, he, the guy is just purely playing off of God-given talent, and he's unbelievable. He's playing five-technique defensive end on either side of the field against any tackle in this league, and winning pass rushes as a rookie. That was a Mike linebacker at Penn State in the Big Ten. Just a totally different ball game and when you're that athletic man he's gonna kill people he's gonna that defense is gonna have a great season at the end of the year he's taking over games man as a rookie jason brought up a great point here he said looking ahead okay i'd like to give you the good news i know that you already know what's coming up here we got eagles versus chiefs we want your take on this um we got minus seven for the Chiefs, minus seven and a half. Over unders, fifty four and a half. Chiefs coming off two not so good losses. Um, I know the Eagles are home. I love a home dog. Uh, personally, I'm staying away from this game. 
Dave, I'd I'd love to see what you have to say about this one. So you're going, you're, so it's seven and a half, correct? You got Chiefs, yep. Eagles, seven and a half. Oh, man. Listen, the link has never been more excited to welcome Andy Reid back, if he will be back. Do we know his status on his health? I think no. I think the report was he's supposed to be back probably Thursday, later on Thursday, but I, I would probably assume he'll be on the sideline. Well, one thing Philadelphia does is love Big Red, and he's going to be comfortable at Lincoln Financial Field. There's no question. Even with fans running against him, nobody hates that guy. How can you? How can you hate Andy Reid, dude? Yeah, like, seriously. If someone in here could explain why, I'd love to know. But um, Dave, I, he's going to come in there and stuff a Philly cheesesteak right down the Eagles' fucking throat. <laughs> yeah, and okay, I think still. I think he and I think I think he's going to freaking moon to and show him his ass on the on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what are we awesome think? Dave, what are, what are we thinking here? We got we got a one o'clock. Chiefs, game. listen, take, listen, taking the Chiefs. Listen, here. it's gonna it's gonna be rocking. It's Philadelphia football, you know. It's just how it goes. But if you don't take the Chiefs, who are extremely pissed off, by the way, and there's nothing scarier than a very good football team that's pissed off for greatness that wants to get back on track. We'll see how hungry they are but i know mahomes andy reed's back i it, chief seven and a half is almost too too generous wow yeah. see, that's, you that's can't what, see the chiefs dropping three in a row no way that's what the scares issue, me the though. issue it, i have exactly core you could you could hit, hit that on the hammer with this one go ahead i mean i mean seven and a half that's guys seven points is a lot of points you got to think eagles coming off a prime time loss Okay. An embarrassing, embarrassing loss playing at home. I know, I know it's the Chiefs. Um, but I also know all the, all the professional betters here are taking the Eagles. There, there's no doubt. I mean, seven's, seven's a lot of points. And, uh, Nico made a great point last week. Patty Mahomes, I think now is either one in 10 or 0 and 11 against the spread. In the I past just, 11. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, okay. Uh, that, listen, I, I, I complete. I, I'm always one to respect that trend, especially in your case here, Nico. I mean, giving but, home dogs seven points. What? Yeah, that that that's something that I actually have been looking at a lot. Patrick, the Vegas loves um, going after the Chiefs and hiring their um, their point total. So I think they're doing it again because I think it was 98 percent of the time when Patrick Mahomes is playing that people are actually taking the Chiefs, the popular the popular um spreads going the Chiefs way. So Vegas is automatically making money off of the past twelve weeks. I think they're doing it again today this week too. So I mean am I gonna bet um Eagles money line? No, not not a chance in hell. Am I gonna throw half a unit down on Eagles to cover at home after they just lost twenty points to the Dallas Cowboys? There's no doubt in my mind. Absolutely Absolutely I will. So, 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 Corey, you love, you love that Eagles plus seven and a half, huh? Dude, I mean, listen, listen, the chance it hits, not so much, right? But just the value in that, dude, dude, point, I mean, Dave, that's a touchdown at home coming off a 20 point loss to your rival. Touchdown and then some. Dude, what? That's, I mean, that's enough for me to just, unless there's a drastic change, unless there's a drastic change in the play calling or our offense has a fucking hole. The Chiefs win by what more than seven and a half. 
Look Sam, how the, I'm with you. Look I'm how the Chiefs no look, look how the there's, Chiefs there's a were with the running quarterback. Look how the Chiefs were with their a mobile quarterback with Lamar Jackson. They have a lot of trouble stopping their run and mobile quarterbacks. The I Eagles think Jalen is going to have a okay. Here's day. here's what here's here's two ways we run the football, Nico. We'll hand it off two times, or Jalen Hurts runs on a broken play. So there's no dynamic to our QB run game. He just takes off while Jackson's running organized power. Reed, there, there's no dynamic. That's what I'm saying. We're forcing we're force feeding RPO. Uh, stupid pass concepts, no run game. Uh, you, uh, the Chiefs are going to tee off. Frank Clark's going to have a field day. I mean, listen, he's going he, to kill us out of anybody. Dave, I'm with you. I'm, I, I know it comes down to it. We already talked about it. It's Sirianni versus Andy Reid, and I'm taking Andy Reid every time over Nick Sirianni because Nick Sirianni is the biggest dumbass head coach hiring. <laughs> it probably – and. It might be one of the worst hirings if it pans out the way it's looking. It might be one of the worst hirings ever. The guy yeah. really I, – I think he's horrible. He, he runs that franchise like a high school team, and it, it doesn't work like that in the NFL. Uh, Andy Reid is a touchdown better than Nick Sirianni. I don't give a shit it's at, if it's at the link. Um, the, the, they just got embarrassed by the Cowboys, who I think – the Chiefs are better, and these teams are both one and two. One of these teams belongs. One of these teams belong in that one and two bracket, and the other team does not. And I'm telling you right now, the Chiefs won't be in the basement in that division for a long time. So I'm taking the Chiefs. I think I think this is a comeback statement game on the road. Uh, Andy Reid coming off sickness, uh, little prove me game back in Philly. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Chiefs with the points. I'll tell you what, Jock. We'll have an award for the dumbass hire of the year, and the Eagle. It might not have to be named after Nick Sirianni. Yeah, I agree. It will be the Nick, Nick Sirianni, Sirianni dumbass hire of the year award. Yeah. All right, Dave. I got. It. I got. I got one more thing to add before we give it to you here to to close us out. I just. Um, I'm not asking people to tell me. I'm not. I, I do not blame you for taking the Chiefs. I don't think people should tell that bet, but. Everybody knows by now, I absolutely love home underdogs. And this year especially, underdogs are doing crazy numbers. Just Sunday, 8-1. and 8-1 and one underdogs against the spread. I mean, obviously, this, this may not happen. But like I said, I'm not going to throw a lot of money on it. Maybe a half unit. I think there's value there. I like going against the public. Um, seven points is a lot, especially in Philly. Um, both teams have a lot to prove for sure. Playing into my description again is also the fact that Patrick Mahomes does not cover spreads. He just simply doesn't. Um, so I, I have a couple of reasons here. I don't love the play that I want to admit, but I love it. So, um, back to you. Dave. All right. You can- listen, Hey man, all the- listen, I'm an Eagles guy. Do you, the, the link is going to rock. They're playing the chiefs, Mahomes, Andy Reid. Those fans are going to want to be there, and they're going to want the team to win. It's going to be about the Eagles, you know. Like they're just not a. I don't think they're within a touchdown of the of Mahomes and Andy Reid. It just it's going to come down to a lot of things, and Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts is number one. Okay, all right, Dave. Dave. Before before we kick you out here, anything else to add, Dave? Yeah, you know, sign off. Uh, here's my here's my sign off, guys, and and here's one thing that I'm gonna to leave leave you with here. 
as we overlook all these NFL games and these, there's a lot of really good football teams this year. There's a couple of really bad football teams this year. You know, at the end of the day, I think the best team in this entire thing, they're going to, the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East and you may see them in the NFC championship game. I can't fucking believe I'm going on a live podcast wow. and saying this right now, but their level of talent is, is so, I, I just couldn't really believe what I was watching last night. I've never seen a Cowboys team that good. Um, this is, again, insane for me and unlike me. I just know and can realize that we're a really long way out as Philadelphia, as the Eagles are. Um, we have a lot of work to do and positions to fill. We still continue to disregard the middle linebacker position. Defense will never be great without a, a great Mike linebacker. I don't really know. But Dallas Cowboys, keep an eye on them, 100%. I really appreciate you guys for having me on, and I can't wait to do it again. Appreciate yep. it, Dave. You, you know, Dave, Dave, if, Dave. The, if the Eagles cover, you are coming back on, and I am ripping you apart, just so you know. <laughs> Listen, um, Corey, I, I, I'll get you the new Xbox if the Eagles cover. <laughs> oh, oh, you heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here, here, folks. All right, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. See you, boys. Have a good See one. Dave. Now we have a very special guest for you, introducing DRC. So we're live here with Dominique Rogers Cromartie, two-time Pro Bowler, uh, Mr. U himself. So DRC, thanks for joining us today. We're going to have a couple questions for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it. I know you're driving to your uh, your game right now, but I just want to get a rundown of some questions here. So, uh, you know, two-time Pro Bowler starting off at a Tennessee State and Arizona uh, you know, what was it like being the guy in Tennessee State? You know, you're not like a big Division One school. Did you feel like you had to grind harder? Uh, what was the journey like to get to the NFL? Oh, man, it was tough, man. You know, uh, coming from a small school, not really playing, playing the competition week in and week out, you're going to always have that knock on you where he doesn't play the top-end competition. So we can't really judge how good his skill set really is until you put me around other guys. You know, and I was fortunate to go to the Senior Bowl and the Combines, but – Man, when I tell you the journey was tough because they put every hurdle they could in front of me, you know, and I just kept my head down, kept jumping them, and just kept working, you know, because I, I knew at the end of the day when it's all said and done that they were going to remember me somehow. Hell and, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you came into the league and immediately made an impact, um, yeah. you know, jumping straight into a Super Bowl. Um, you know, explain what that was like. You played with some greats, Anquan Bolden, and then straight to a Super Bowl. You were playing with some greats out there. And, you know, what was the beginning of your career like in Arizona? Man, it, it, I, I say it shaped me early, man, because I had a, a quarterback in Kurt Warner with receivers of Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Brexton, and even some practice squad guys, man, we had that were pretty good, man. So when I first got there, coming from college, not really being thrown at uh, or just targeting, you know, I, it was it was a shock for me because they was like throwing the ball and they was completing the ball and in my head I'm like I'm, I never forget man the first five weeks I called home to my mom I'm like I don't know these guys are pretty good up here you know and I was I was kind of questioning because I'm not I wasn't used to being caught on and like 
But now Fitzgerald, yeah. he, he, showed, he showed me, like, just because I'm athletic, that don't mean much. You know, he showed me how receivers shield their body, how he keep with Brock. I was breaking on balls. I just wasn't knocking them down, like, or picking them off like I used to. But he taught me how they shield their body or how when the ball in the air, I have to become the receiver and go get it, man. So, and going against them, then you got Equan, who's a little angry, or he, he plays with that passion. So, with him, you got to have, like, your big boy attitude on. So, man, I, I just, I learned different receivers early. I seen the fast receivers and Steve Brett, I seen the, the, the powerful receivers and Equan Bowden. I seen the crafty receivers and Larry Fitzgerald. So, it's like, when I was going against somebody, I already seen you. I see you in practice every day. So, it, it was kind of like easy for me. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, Jock, hey. I got a, I got a quick question for you here, Mr. Ooh. Um, yes, sir. So, basically, you played against some of the best quarterbacks. All right, not some of. You played against the best quarterbacks in the league multiple times. Did you right. have a different preparation going against Drew Brees and Tom Brady than you did against some of these, these lower-end guys, or not really? Oh, yeah. I de- de- it was Drew Brees and you- Tom Brady. I just want and to clarify, you picked off Drew Brees. Yeah. Oh, yeah, multiple oh, yeah. times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, can you hear me? Yep, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, we got you. Oh, yeah, the thing is, uh, all of them, I put them in the ice on one quarterback that I prepared different from, and it's not the ones you named, it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is the only quarterback I prepared different because at the time he's the only one that throw his receivers out of their routes. Meaning, when the receiver breaks down, when he turns his head, that ball is already there. Everybody else, they have that big, strong one where they can look, let the receiver come back. If the receiver don't come back to the ball, I'm stepping in front of it every time. But Aaron Rodgers is not giving you a chance. When they run their post routes or their deep digs, he don't give you what I call make-up time. See, I'm a bacon corner. I'll allow you to run something and get in front of me so your quarterback can see it. Because once he sees you open, he'll throw it. You know, Aaron Rodgers is throwing you open, so I have to be – I have to be – fundamentally sound against him like i have i have to stay i can't play how i want to play Got it. yeah then that, that you know that's the stuff that you know fans like us really don't don't hear that stuff you got to play in the right. league to hear, get that get that insight so i just got a question for you so you played arizona then you had a short stint in philly for two seasons then the denver for a season and then you kind of settled in with the giants so you played in a lot of different cities. You were out there, the West Coast. You were out there, and then back to the East Coast and the Giants. So I got a question. When you were on the road and you were playing all those different opponents, what's the number one city? So you're going into play, and you're like, damn, like, I hate playing here. Yeah. Oh, man, the loudest, the loudest game I've been in was probably Kansas City. Really? Either Kansas City or, 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 or the Saints, man, because the – when they cut them lights off and the fans get the cheering and all that boom, it, it was tough. But Kansas City Outdoor it has been the loudest stadium. Seattle match up with them, but ain't nothing like that era here, man. Wow. Yeah. it's I, I guess that that is true. It's tough to play on the road. So, yes, listen, I just want to make sure everybody listening here um, – Knows what you're up to. What is what's what's life like? I know you're retired, right? Is yes, all said and done. You're playing a little flag. I saw. I got your got flag going on. Tell us about what's going on in your life before we cut you loose. Yeah, man. I'm uh like you say, man. Enjoying enjoying the festival. All my hard work, man. You know, uh, I put a lot of time in. Had a lot of good days in the league, but I'm still going though. You know, not just transitioning to flag football. It's kind of the same, man. When I tell you the competition is there, the competition is there. 
and it's harder to grab them flags than it is just running up and wrapping <laughs> somebody up. Because, man, them guys will dip on you, spin on you, jump in the air, do all kind of crazy stuff. But I'm still got that competitive nature in me. So, like, right now I'm going to a, uh, I'm in this uh, adult men's league basketball. You know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday I'm in leagues. You know, so I'm still out here being competitive, man, and enjoying it. But it's, it's for fun. I'm just having fun, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And listen, listen, thanks for joining us. I know this was on short notice here. Um, yes, this is Dominique Rogers Cromartie, two-time Pro Bowler, Mr. Ooh himself. Yes, sir. Uh, thank, thanks so much for joining us. Have a good, I have have a good night. One right, last man, question. It. It, it wouldn't be fair if we didn't give our listeners yes, the sir. Lo- your, your lock of the week. We are a gambling podcast, a sports gambling podcast. You better know so it. This, this Sunday coming up, give us your lock of the week. What team that I, what team that I'm, I'm a yeah, fan of? Yep, that, that, that you know either you're going to fade them or you're going to bet them all the way to win this week. Ooh, boy, it's a matchup this week. But I, know. I, I, I told people before this guy got hurt, I'm a fan of him. Not because what he did in college, because I watched him. Them Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, oh, Ooh. that's tonight. Okay. That's tonight. That's tonight. I'm a fan of that quarterback. Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yep, yep. Okay. Yes, awesome. Well, well, as Jock said, thank you very much. We really appreciate your time and coming out and talking to us. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate him having me on. Thanks, yep. DRC. Have a good, good night. Luck. Yes, good luck tonight. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.